You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 27. I have a special episode for you today. Social media is the most requested subject I have for the podcast, so I thought it would be a good idea to get in a room with a panel of people that have a good, engaged social media following and get some different perspectives so it's not just my own perspective that I'm sharing. I'm always learning from the people around me and I often find myself in conversations that have so much value and impact and today I want to bring one of those conversations for you. I want to open up the curtains and have an insider perspective. So we have seven people sitting in a room in Sydney and I just finished day one of the Sydney workshop and I literally, after speaking and teaching for 10 hours, I thought it'd be a good idea to jump straight in and record a podcast episode. So it's kind of live. We have a bit of an audience as well. People are here watching and we're sharing around the microphone and we're getting some different perspectives. So we have Claire, Josh M, Josh J, Usama, Keegan, Ryan and myself And I'm going to link all these guys' Instagram accounts in the show notes. So you can reach out and say hi or if something resonated with you from them, jump on, share it, say hi, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to hear from you. Okay, three things before we start. The first one is show notes. People have been asking me, what are the show notes and where are the show notes? So my show notes are actually the blog posts I publish on my website at the same time as publishing a new podcast episode. I do that so you don't have to take notes. If you, you know, like something from the episode or if I talk about something from the episode, you can go straight to my blog and you can check out all the links and the summary of the actual podcast. I also often put in freebies and workbooks and things like that that go along with the actual show. So it's it's just worth heading over and um, checking those out. You can find the show notes in the actual description of the podcast on whatever app that you're listening to this podcast on. Or you can just head over to my website at jialong.co forward slash blog. The second last thing, this episode has two sponsors. The first one is Pepperstorm Media, which is my own copywriters and I can't recommend them enough. I use Pepperstorm for all my copywriting needs and they're always putting together the show notes or writing extra content for me to help me rank on Google and um, helping me with, you know, copy that converts and all that kind of stuff. So if you need a copywriter and you're thinking, you know, on your website, that's maybe the weakest link, head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. And there's a discount over there as well. And um, just say hi to Dave and Mel. Those guys are amazing. The next sponsor is our own team. The posing and lighting course is now available and it's really helping wedding photographers level up their craft. To me, it just makes sense to sign up to something like this because it's such a small investment and you get to join a big community of people that are doing the course and we're always adding new content and more value to the course as well. Plus, if you sometimes feel like you're just not creating the work as good as it can be and you're finding it hard with awkward couples or not having enough time or you know lighting on a wedding day, this course will help you get more confident and efficient on a wedding day, which will you know help you create better images and better work for your clients, the people that love your work. So you can find that on jialong.co forward slash 27, which is the show notes, the blog post for today's show. Last thing, just want to say thank you to the listeners that have been leaving me reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I really appreciate it and I love reading the reviews. If you haven't left a review yet, do me a favor and leave a review so my podcast can reach more people and it can be as good as it can be. So 
Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump straight into the discussion and hopefully you get a lot from this. Hey, so we're here in Sydney. I just did day one of my workshop and I had a lot of, t- a lot of fun and I've got the whole crew together from the workshop and we're going to do a podcast episode today about social media. It's probably one of the most requested podcast subjects, topics that I get you know, asked all the time if you can do some more stuff about social media. And sometimes I think it can be hard and a little bit skewed for me to have my perception of social media, only my perception. So if we've got a room full of people, it becomes a mastermind and there's so many different things that we can all bring to the table. So everyone in the room right now, I'm going to introduce everybody and um, we're all photographers, all creative entrepreneurs and we're all living the dream basically. So next to me on the left, I've got Josh J. Uh, next to Josh, I've got Claire. To my right, I've got another Josh. I know that's confusing, but we're going to call him Josh M. We've got Ryan. Next to that, we've got uh, Yusama. And then we've got Keegan. I want to start off. We're talking about different social medias, things uh, that we you know, concentrate our time on moving forward because we've had so many come and go. And I know Josh next to me here is talk, talking a lot about MySpace. I don't know if he's still on it, but I, I think it might be a bit of a joke, but it, he might be on it. So maybe I'll link his uh, MySpace profile onto the show notes today. But everything in this episode too, um, everyone that's in it, I'll link their Instagram account so you can check them out and say hello. And if you enjoyed it and enjoyed anything um, that you're seeing, and if you want to tag them when you share the podcast episode as well, that'd be awesome. So let's get started. The thing I want to talk about first is uh, the biggest social medias to concentrate your time on in 2020 and 2021. Has anybody got a social media that you feel like is going to be the one to put your time into? Because it can be so hard. And I think like one of the biggest pieces of advice I always give is don't go on every single social media. I know that's like controversial. A lot of people think you should be on all of them. But I think the ones that you resonate with, you should do it and do it well. And the ones that you don't, I don't think you should put yourself in that space to have anxiety to post and do the things that don't make you comfortable and happy. So for me, I think um, Facebook has just never been my thing and I really dislike posting on Facebook and connecting on Facebook. But with Instagram, it's been really easy for me because it's easy as I'm like visual, it's easy to share, it's easy to create captions and to connect with people on a different level, I feel. So I know in 2020, like Instagram is actually losing a lot of engagement and it's kind of gone downhill, but still to this day, I really enjoy it. I think it's like a really fun platform to connect with people. What do you think, Josh? I would say as like depending on what you're trying to accomplish um i know all of us here are photographers and there may be videographers out there as well so that might be a little bit different for you i know personally for me as a photographer um instagram has been the biggest return on time spent and effort and whether it's like just curating or just trying to connect with my clients or potential clients Um, but i also know that there are other people who are trying different platforms like i have a friend who's on tiktok and that's really foreign to so many people right now, but there's a lot of people that's just on TikTok and it's just getting discovered and, you know, they do funny stuff with their clients and couples. Maybe they just like a make, make a dance or something or they just show off like, you know, their video work and they're actually getting a lot of engagement through that because not as many people are on there. For me personally, Instagram has been the biggest thing. I also dislike Facebook. I normally just try and push my Instagram posts just to automatically post on Facebook as well, but I rarely check it. 
but Instagram for me has been the number one thing that's connected me to my couples and even just like all my destination work have all come from purely Instagram. Um, a lot of my local work here in Sydney have come from um, word of mouth, but all of my destination work has come from Instagram. With Instagram, do you think, like, what do you like the most when you're using the features? Like, do you think it connects people with um, Insta stories or do you think IGTV or you're doing posts? Um, like, in 2020, what do you think is, like, reaching the most people and people are responding to? Yeah, so I personally connect really well with people who um, want to interact with me more than just looking at my picture. So um, everyone has a different goal for Instagram, I guess. But for me personally, I am a storyteller. So I really want to connect with people who want stories to be told or listen to that. So for me, it's really important that I try and engage. So words is very like important to me. Um, it really matters to me that people just don't look at my photo and go, oh, that's nice and move on. Mm -hmm. That they actually spend time looking at my picture and then reading the caption and then going back to my picture. Do you think your caption has helped you grow your following and helped you get your audience as well? Massively for me. I, I write quite emotionally, which kind of helps in my line of work. Yeah, captions to me, like sometimes either make or break a post. It doesn't matter how nice or epic that photo is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I know that people engage more purely because of the words that are written. Do you think like showing up more vulnerable and um, being more true to yourself also helps you connect on a deeper level and it's and it's like helped you attract the people that resonate with you as well for me yeah i think vulnerability is a funny thing because you don't you don't want to be too blur hard on sleeve all over social media because that can get quite intense but it's um, pretty intense i've done it, it a few times yeah <laughs> i have too um i have too if anyone follows my um personal um they get a little bit of that but for me it's it's, it's that, like, I follow people who, whose lives I can connect to beyond their work. And it's really about, like, investing into an artist or the person behind the work. So that's for me personally. So that's what I'm going to put out there when I post on social media. And I want people who connect to that to find me as well. Um, so that's why I guess I've kind of gone that route of showing my face on Insta stories or showing snippets of my life or what does it look like for a photographer who is working for himself, um, just the behind the scenes. Um, and I thought it was really stupid when I first started doing it. I thought nobody's going to care about this. But as soon as I started doing it, I had literally people DMing me saying, hey, can we see more of what you do? We'd love to see more of how you travel. Like we like the fact that you're sharing travel hacks or, you know, taking us to different shops that you like and whatever. You know, they want more than just um, a nice curated feed. They want to like connect with the person behind it absolutely i think in 2020 i mean the thing that we don't really want is just a curated feed that's empty what do you think about that ryan what about social media do you think in 2020 um is a good one to put a little bit of time into and um and connect deeper with your audience yeah definitely agree on instagram i think uh instagram's where it's at for probably most photographers we all know that facebook's dying for me like insta stories and youtube is probably where i'm like focusing on, I find it a bit of an empty space with uh, attracting like wedding couples. For me, I want to, you know, sometimes I don't post on Instagram for a few months. I don't find it, it doesn't change my engagement with couples. It doesn't change my bookings, but I constantly stay on Insta stories. And then, yeah, offering more advice on YouTube and 
maybe doing some like behind the scenes you know video of you um venues and stuff like that i think being a leader in the game is like when people see that you know what you're talking about so for me it's insta story focus youtube yeah and posting is probably coming third as an option Cool. So you'll take more so on it instead of like Josh is what he was saying. It's like sharing a lot of personal stuff. You want to show up as to be like the industry professional. So when your clients are on there, they know they're going to you and they're going to get the right advice and uh, they're going to look up. They're going to feel looked after. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah definitely showing heaps of my personal stuff, but also, um, you know, just giving tips. Like I find it's so easy to record a two minute video put it up on YouTube, repurpose it on Insta Stories, use it as IGTV. And you can also send that out as an email to your clients about, you know, here's a wedding hack on your wedding day. Maybe you haven't thought about sunset times or maybe not being last for hair and makeup. I find it, it becomes really useful for the couple getting married. And, you know, they're like, well, you've really got our best interests at heart. For me, that's probably the biggest standout thing when I turn up to weddings that it's like, wow, you know, I've watched all your videos. I thank you for sending them through. Um, and you know, how's your family? How's your little boy? And I'm like, that's so special, you know? Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about videos. So you're on YouTube as well. And, um, has that really helped you connect on another level with like showing your face and showing up? And so people can actually, or your clients can actually recognize you and feel like they've met you before they've actually met you. Yeah, 100%. Um, like I'm not massive on YouTube at all, but I always, when I'm recording on YouTube, I feel like I'm talking to a bride or a groom or something like that. So yeah, repurposing it is a huge thing for me. You know, like generally on my weekly to-do list is like one YouTube video and I'll come up with a hot topic, something that, you know, a question if I get asked over an email or something like that, and it's just a common thread, I'll write that down, do an email, um, sorry, do a video on that and then send it out to social media. Because, I, I, you know, even if people don't book me as a photographer, they might go, you know, we listen to Ryan from Feather and Finch and, you know, he was telling us about we don't have to do the cliche look in the mirror and smile and cheese at each other type photos. We can go go-karting. That's pretty cool. And, yeah, I'm in the back of their mind. So they might have an experience, say, great or bad with their photographer, but they might say, you know, it could have been so much different or um, thanks for helping us, like, plan our, our wedding our way, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, Keegan, have you got something that you want to share with um, showing up on social media on 2020 and 2021 moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, I was talking to Josh J the other day in his office about this topic and um, I was explaining how like I was really vulnerable. How do you say that? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we're just talking about like I, I'm not the one to show face on stories as such. Like I love... Um, showing where I'm shooting and and where, what I'm doing as a professional photographer, but I'm not one to to go down the path of what Ryan's doing in um, educating people. I think there's other ways you can do that, but I think it's smart to do it on on Instagram because that's where people are showing up each day in their lunch breaks. They're wanting to follow their favorite photographers, and if they're getting this information um, at hand, they yeah that trust level is huge. So. I think um, for me, I'm, I'm learning off these guys. Like I'm here more so to hear like the, the way they're doing things. But for me, Instagram, I've just used it as a portfolio strategy in the past and just hashtagging different areas that I want to photograph in. So I was actually really strategic in um, what hashtags I was using and how many I was using and, and recycling and using different, different ones to, to basically create roads to my Instagram page. So. 
So when you say um, you showed up vulnerable, did you write a caption or did you post a photo of yourself? Um, and how did it make you feel, like, pressing the publish button? That's kind of why I even got into photography. It's like I don't want to be the centre of attention at all. Even, even when clients are like, oh, we love our photos so much, like, I get all, like, shy, like, oh, thanks. <laughs> it's not really about me. Like, I'm really just there to serve for them as a service, really. I'm passionate about what I do, but... So yeah, what, what did you actually post? Did you post a photo of yourself? I have recently, like, yeah. since, since talking, like, but, um, yeah, I think for me I'm going to get try and get on the stories and even just coming here and talking to you guys is, like, a big thing for me. I'm, I'd rather just sit back and listen to people. But, um, yeah, I think it's cool just to actually put your face out there and not feel the anxiety of, like, what are people thinking about, you know, oh, are they judging me and um, not really caring about that and actually just showing, basically showing what you're passionate about, what you love, um, and then hopefully you can gain that following that respect you for what you do. Awesome. Josh M., what do you got for us? I just think it's worth adding to this conversation that every creative person is going to have a slightly different personality. Um, your business is going to be different. The way that you show up in your business is going to be really unique. And how you choose to engage in your different social medias is very dependent on, on how you like to be. If you want to be the center of attention and be like, look at me, come to me, I'm the expert. Like, There's ways to show up in, in various platforms that's going to be amazing for that. If you are a fly on the wall, sit back, please let my photos just do the talking. Um, there's different ways that you're going to approach that as well. And I know people, particularly when you're starting out and you're trying to be best mates with all your clients and you're adding them on Facebook and all that sort of stuff, posting on Facebook is really valuable when you're trying to be friends with them and tag them on that and make sure that you get the tag in their profile picture and all that sort of stuff when they change it. Because um, if you're just on Instagram, the chance of you getting tagged when they then post it to Facebook because it's not shared off your page is then a lot less. And as you're trying to build a really organic fan base of people that love your work, starting out facebook can actually still be really good you may not get the big numbers mm. but the numbers that you do get on facebook are potentially worth more particularly if your website isn't as optimized for phones as you might like you want people clicking off their computer onto things it, it really depends on the goals that you have and how you engage in your business and those goals because yeah they've all got subtleties um there's not like oh this is what i use so this is what everyone else should do um you've really oh, got to absolutely think about um, yeah, how we go about everything um, when it comes to social media. Yeah, and I think it comes down to like how we all use it so differently, hey, and we all connect differently. And like you were saying, Ryan, like I don't post all the time as well, but I don't notice my engagement going down. But I do show up all the time on social media, and especially when I'm doing things like workshops and stuff and people are paying, you know, good money to come and see me speak and things like that. So I want to show them that, you know, I'm legit and I'm trustworthy and I'm doing these things. And so I'm always showing up as a human as well so people can relate to me. And I can do that through things like Insta stories and well, even I would even say like it's not really social media, but like even emails, like things like that, you know, connecting on another level. You summer, you got something for us? I know you do. So I've been wanting to introduce myself more on Insta stories because I feel like that is the next big thing because people are leaning towards video more. Mm -hmm. Even on Instagram, yes, you have pictures, but they usually start off with a video and then you have a collage of pictures coming across it. So I think video is like the next route on Instagram. It's less photo-based now. So even if we're shooting as wedding photogra photographers, we're doing photos, I think feel like we should incorporate a bit of video in there. So if we're doing portraits, like a snippet of a video and put that with it, with it, it just has a different feeling to it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Claire, you got something for us today? Okay, so I'll admit I actually get quite a bit of anxiety about posting on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
I find that like you can be so creative with the Instagram stories um, and the way that you put content out can actually be more unique to you and show off your unique style better than just posting. That's my own experience. And I find that I get a lot of engagement through my stories more than I do with my posts just because I put a bit of extra my, my own kind of flavor into my stories because of that. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's something I've never really thought about. Um, but it is true, isn't it? Everyone that I follow, all their Insta stories is completely different. The way they lay it out or the way they add music and things like that. And you really can dive in a little bit deeper and see like someone's, I guess, personality. Yeah, that's totally it. Personality. And I think that adds a bit more connection because it's a bit more instant than replying to somebody on a post. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find um, social media? So do you feel like you get a little bit of anxiety when it comes to posting, things like that? Is it around sharing your life, sharing your story, or is it around the actual platform and like maybe your work's not good enough or maybe uh, it's the expectations of actually posting? I think it's a little bit of everything, a bit of all of what you just said, actually. A little, a little bit of not feeling good enough, you know, you see the work of the people you really admire and you kind of think, okay, well, how can I, how can I one up, you know, or not one up, but how can I put myself out there so that I'm on that level? How can I be attracting the kind of clients that I want to get? And also it's, it's a kind of like, what do I talk about? Especially like somebody like me, I'm kind of starting out and I don't know what people are going to be interested in. I can see the people who are working really hard and they're already there. But for me, somebody who's still building that confidence and building that business, I'm not sure what, how to get people engaged in what's going on in my life, I guess, in my photography business. Absolutely. Got something there, Josh M. I've forgotten where I was initially going, but I think that's such a valid point. That's the experience of so many photographers. And I think whenever I sit down for a mentoring session with someone, that's, that's a huge um, thing that comes up. And I think one of the really hard things that I think social media has, has made really difficult for people is posting their own really unique stuff. That's what they are interested in. Because as soon as you put something out there creatively for an audience, you're opening yourself up for feedback and criticism or the lack of feedback. And that echo chamber is super scary. And I think, unfortunately, I think with the rise of social media, we've seen a lot of just copycat creatives who are going, oh, this is what other successful photographers do. This is what's interesting in their business. I have to make my business look like theirs. And that really formative stage of building your business up when you're being really creative and just playing and being like, this is really exciting to me. I don't know if anyone else is going to be excited by it, but it's exciting to me. When you have an audience giving you feedback, it's very hard to walk that line faithfully and just explore and play and be like, oh, for the first three years, I don't care if anybody likes this. It's really important that I like it. And when I get good at my weird thing that I love, I'll be the next nothing because no one else has done this. Stupid example the other day. I had posted all this stuff recently that I was super proud of. And for a joke, I photographed, I photoshopped a T-Rex into a photo also, for I some photo. other <laughs> some other photographers and I there was shot at the place they did Jurassic Park and it, it's just kind of fitting but I posted it and it went nuts and I hated that it went nuts because I was like this is so cheesy and crap but what usually appeals to the masses is not usually the most artistic thing you do hundred um, percent and we have to wrestle that line with social media of saying I'm going to post things that I'm artistically proud of even if 
it doesn't appeal to the masses because my clients aren't the masses. My clients are a certain tier of people that love me and appreciate what I do and what I do that other people don't do. Yeah, that's, that's a really hard line on social media. But yeah, just always encourage young creatives if you are trying to figure out what you should post, do not look at what other people are posting. Just do what makes you excited and promise you that authenticity will show through and people will be stoked um, even yeah. if it takes a little while. I actually love that you're saying that, Josh, because when I look at your Instagram account and it's been like this forever, I know, I feel like I know your personality. Like I see your motorbikes, the way you dress, I see your life, um, all, the, all those things, and I see it coming from an authentic place. So when I look at it, I'm like, oh, you're copying someone else. I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Josh, like obviously. And I think it's um, it's important to have that and to have the confidence to be able to share that as well. It's like your own like point of difference. You know, I'm always doing the same thing, trying to, you know, share from a place that's authentic, but it's like, and then people can connect with me as well. And another interesting point that you just said, you know what's going to go well. You already know that dinosaur photo is going to go well. Like you already know it. And with myself, I've grown, I think I've got like five Instagram accounts and with all of them together, I think there's like 140, 150,000 followers and I know the recipe of the photo that's going to get it viral. And I've done it and I've done it so many times. But it doesn't make me happy. And it's not the photos I will want to post all the time. And the post or the photos that I love that I post where I think it's just art, it's the ones that no one sees. And it because no, one's, no one likes it, no one sees it. And like obviously it kills me on the inside. But at the same time, I will always continue posting those photos because I love those photos. I look at those photos in my feed and I'm like, that's it. Josh J. I'm just going to add quickly. I think it is very scary at the start and I'm still always second guessing myself as I post and share and as I try and go beyond that and try and explore that. As my audience grows as well, you're always going to kind of adapt to that. But there is nothing really like for me at this point, there's nothing that's more rewarding than rocking up to a shoot and then the couple halfway through the shoot going, oh, when do we get to climb things? And you're going, what, what do you mean? And it's like, you're always showing like you're climbing and adventuring with couples. Like, that's why we hired you. Like, when do we get to do it? And for me, you go, you actually paid attention to all of that. And they're like, yeah, we've been following you for a while. And it's just like that for me is like, okay. So what I just was trying to put out there and just always second guessing myself and feeling awkward and anxious about is actually the kind of thing that people are connecting to mm. on some level and that is the exact reason, as Josh said, I'm putting creatives, creatively something out there and there are people who are connecting to that. And yeah, like it might not work for everyone. That might not work for everyone. For me, that's been like the moment where I go, okay, it is actually worth leaning into it. Yeah, cool. I'm going to go into something that I think is really important that a lot of us don't talk about because we all talk about followers and we all talk about posting our stuff, but we don't really talk about the people that follow us and how we serve them. And what they mean to you as well. Because just like you said, your bride and grooms, they understand and they know that stuff. And I know for me, right now, listening to this podcast, I know I've got couples that I'm shooting their wedding and they'll be listening to this podcast and they're reading my emails and they're watching, you know, my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And by the time I meet them, I know that they say like, Jai, I know who you are. Like I, I know that you were just in Sydney and you did all these things. So I'm able to connect on a level like that without actually putting in a lot of time and going around and meeting everybody, which is really cool. But the, I guess like one of the reasons why I can do that is because when I put my post on social media or if I do a podcast, specifically a podcast, I'm talking to someone and it's for someone. It's not for the 40,000 followers. It's not for the 100 subscribers or the 100 email lists or whatever it is. 
it's like just like Ryan said before, it's I've got a bride or I've got a groom and they're on there and they're watching my stuff and it's not a big following, but I am serving them. And I think that's really important. So I want to talk about like how your mindset is around like actually serving, showing up and serving the people instead of being a follower, like being people. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, that's super key. I think you have to have your ideal client in mind or um, ideal clients. Like if you're split between posting four photographers who you want to be booking mentoring sessions and workshop tickets and things like that and brides and grooms. I think one of the, the tricky things to remember is when you look through your insights and be like, oh, wow, 50% of my followers are in America. That's not my goal target market that I'm, that I'm shooting for. And or, or that you're speaking to. That I'm trying to speak to, yeah. And trying to remember that just because you don't get the certain engagement from the followers that, that you have, even though half of them are not your target making sure that you're posting stuff that is is really relevant to the exact people that you are trying to book. And I think something that I've been really mindful of is the people that I don't want to book and actually making sure that I'm serving them and serving myself in posting things that I know will turn them away. I really struggle to shoot princessy brides who are terrified to get their feet wet or jump a fence or anything like that. So I make sure I post a lot of photos of people doing ridiculous things, even if it's not perfectly framed, even if it's super grainy, if it's the focus wasn't perfect, I know that princessy brides will hate that and be like, oh, he's not our guy and they'll go elsewhere and they'll have a much better experience with whoever they do hire. But I'm mindful of the audience that I'm trying to create so much that I'm trying to really post stuff that's very clearly only for a specific type of client. Because when you get those brides and grooms who are like, oh, we thought it would be like this, then you're trying to adjust on the fly and you're like, oh, no, I'm not communicating clearly what I'm about. And I think we can all attest to those experiences not being our most creative and joy-filled seasons. Absolutely. Um, Usama, have you got something for us over there? So what Josh said, I agree with that to some extent. But then if you're starting out new in the field, I don't think you, can we actually be that picky with the clients that we want to choose? Like, for example, Claire, even if like Claire and I, if we're starting out new in Sydney, for example, can we be picky who we want to choose? Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstone copywriting package, so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstone. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. I don't think it necessarily means that you, you're picky, but you're trying to communicate where you want to be, not just where you are now. That's true. So um, always, always cast forward with what you're posting. Don't be like, oh, I'm at the stage now where I have five weddings booked this year and I want 20. And if I don't post really bland stuff that's just like everybody else, I won't book out the rest of those weddings that I need. If you don't post the stuff that's uniquely you, yeah. that's your, your flavor... It's going to take you so many more years to get to the point where you're actually shooting the stuff that you want to get. And maybe it'll be a lean year for that first year while you're really pushing your angle that's difficult. But the payoff, I think, is quicker and better and yep. more creatively satisfying to um, 
I'm not saying that you need to push people away if that's not where you're at, but I think it doesn't mean that you shouldn't really think about who your ideal person is um, and be communicating directly to those people. And yeah, I think for me, like understanding and getting around a lot more younger photographers now uh, in the last two years and just seeing who's really quickly rising to the top from when they start off. There is so much noise out there. We know that there's a lot of photographers out there there's a lot of videographers out there and there's a certain trend that everyone's always trying to follow to some degree and every time I talk to someone who is experienced at marketing experienced at growing our audience they always the number one thing I always hear is, is you you got to cut through the noise you've got to make yourself very distinct from the masses and so I think part of what Josh McHale was saying is that yeah of course you got to throw yourself into a lot of different experiences to learn what kind of weddings and clients that you want to work with, but what you put forward and how you actually connect to the, your future clients that you're thinking about, you can kind of have a hand in curating and communicating a very specific message. And yeah, I know particularly for me, like Ben Sowery is a amazing photographer. He's only in his third kind of season of weddings and he's already killing it. And he stood out so uniquely in his first season because he just stuck to what he wanted to do. And within his second season, he was booking 50 plus weddings. And to me, that that's just like, that's insane. And when you talk to him, he's not someone who's orchestrated this amazing marketing plan. He just tells you, no, nah, mate, I just, I just do what I do. I just lo- I love shooting what I love shooting. To him, he just, he's just only ever shot the way that he wanted to and put forward what he liked. And for some reason... People really took hold of that because all of a sudden he was putting out work that looked different to everyone else's. And so it stood out to a lot of people. Yeah. Claire, what about um, from your perspective, you know, you came to my workshop and stuff like that. When you interact with other people on social media, like in particular Instagram, how do you feel when you reach out to someone and they like respond to your comments or, you know, you DM somebody and they get back to you and, or it could be someone that you think that's not going to, how does that make you feel like the whole experience? Oh my gosh, it's like a buzz. (laughs) You know, it's great. It's great when people interact. The fact that people even take the time out of their day to message you on something that you've done or just, just appreciate your work in any way is like, it's a thrill to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like for myself, actually, just the other day, I was listening to a podcast and I shared the guy's thing and he's got like millions of followers. And when I shared it, he wrote me just like a really nice message saying like, thank you for listening. Like, I really appreciate it and stuff. And then like, it blew my mind because I'm like, he's a guy that's so busy and he's got a new Netflix series out and he's got all this stuff, but he takes the time to actually write to little me down here in Melbourne, you know, listening to this kind of stuff. But like, I learn from those things too. And it's like how... You know, he's, he is so big time, but he's also on the micro scale. He's like looking after everyone that appreciates what he puts out there. And I, and I believe it's like really important in 2020 going forward in your success with social media is like looking after the people that are actually going to interact with you. Because I kind of see it a little bit opposite as well. If someone takes the time to write me a message, like I never leave my DMs unread. I'm yeah. always in there. Yeah. Make sure I've got time for everybody. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like if someone leaves me a comment, I always comment back because yeah. it just feels like for me, like I don't want to take, I want to give. You know, they wrote something, I want to write back. Yeah, completely. It feels so much more personal and it takes that kind of anxiety away 
from Instagram when there are people engaging with you and it makes you feel like, oh, okay, I'm not just speaking to people who are just, like, liking my stuff and just moving on. You know, this actually means something to other people. That's that's awesome. Yeah, especially when, like, I know you are so, like, good at getting back to people and it was one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do the workshop because, yeah, you gave me the time and answered my questions and it meant a lot. Yeah, it's really good feedback. So moving forward, here's another way of like looking at how people interact in 2020 with social media. Like we said before, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Keegan saying that it's no longer going so much just photos and a lot of it's video. We always use things differently. So back in like 2017, I think it was like YouTube was the biggest social media platform. I'm not sure today if it is, but it seems to be a lot of video. But a lot of the times it can be like how people consume differently too. So, for instance, I used to watch lots of YouTube, sure, but I had to sit in front of a screen to watch it. And so I know for 2019, 2020, I'm being heavy on podcasts because I'm, I'm like, wow, actually, I don't really want to spend my off time on a screen scrolling Instagram and watching YouTube. And I can also digest so much really good content by listening to a podcast. And a podcast is another social media that's a way to deliver to people. So what do you think about that, Keegan? Yeah, I think podcasting is definitely a way forward. Ever since you brought out your podcast, I've been listening to every episode just on the way to a wedding or on the way home from a wedding. or And it's just good to kind of like zone out and um, not really, yeah, be consumed by visuals. I guess when you're on Instagram and flicking through thousands and thousands of photos all across the world, it's easy to go, well, hey, I'm, I'm here in the Hunter Valley or somewhere that you're photographing every weekend and that comparison can really spiral you into like some kind of a negative mind frame so I think yeah education and even just collaborating with people on topics like this is definitely the way forward and I think Instagram TV is cool as well because you can kind of show up with your face as well and just kind of talk to the talk to your clients like Ryan was saying and like educating them yeah I think on Instagram TV is pretty interesting. I've actually noticed a lot lately that I've been scrolling that a lot more than I used to because the content is so digestible. Like people are filming it the right way, you know, longer, unless you do do the sideways phone thing. But I think I like it when it's like portrait mode, has some captions so I can read it if it's in silent and just like digest more content, you know, three minutes and four minutes. Because I feel like for me, I like that content because I feel like I'm getting a lot more from it. I think it's good. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, 100% couldn't agree anymore. I think I just generally look at my trend. So what, how I use social media. And then it just kind of, I generally, when I talk on social media, I feel like I'm talking to myself. So, because I guess my ideal client is around about myself, probably minus all the tattoos. But yeah, so like I seem to scroll way more on IGTV and Facebook, of course not really. So then, yeah, the focus was like a video content and you know, when I create a video, it's not solely for IGTV. I think there's so many other purposes it can serve. And I can obviously repurpose that on different platforms. But yeah, it just goes a trend which which I feel comfortable with. And I'll um, obviously exploit that. My goal is education. So educating couples. Because if we look at the trend of a couple, you know, organizing a wedding, they're bombarded, right? How many photographers do they see a lot of the time? And it's just like photo after photo. And, you know, my philosophy is how do you stand out from the masses? Same thing that you're saying, Dry. And even if they don't choose me as a photographer, how can I serve these people? Yeah, if I was a groom, like, and I come home and my fiance is like, you need to listen to this. 
this is why you need a jacket on your wedding day or something. You may sweat and look like you've just been swimming. So put the jacket on. Great idea. Yeah. And then like, that's so easy rather than just emails and Facebook, like a lot of text and copy. Yeah. So using it for education, like a lot of education and connecting on that level as well. Yeah. That's incredible. Anyone else got anything to say on that front? I'll throw in just a a side point on education that I think Ryan was was kind of getting to is that one of the huge benefits in being a giver of content for your brides that's actually helping them plan their wedding is that even if they don't book you, let's say you're out of their price bracket and they're like, we love your work and we're just not in that space right now. They may have a bad experience with who they actually hire and they may later come back. I've had this multiple times where they go, can we actually hire you to shoot portraits of us in our wedding gear? somewhere beautiful somewhere near the wedding whatever later because they're like we actually hated our photos but you were the person who we got most of our other help from for the wedding we Mm. emailed you and said where was that location you did that shoot blah 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 and i said here it is with no are you going to book me like i'll give you the information and serve you if you're going to serve me Um, but being someone who gives um, it really comes back around and i think trying to have a servant posture um, is such a better way to run a business Mm. I want to go on to one of the last things, and I think this is a big one that everyone loves asking this question. How do you get thousands of followers? Like, how do you get thousands of followers? And I, I want to answer this as well. I know like, people don't really reach out to me now and talk about like, my following because it's been a long time and now it's a small following in the world of like, massive following. But I can tell you it doesn't just come easy. Like, it's so much hustle. It's the same as any business. You're building something up. So for me, it's like it is about connecting. It's about repurposing a lot of stuff, putting out content, being a giver, just like Josh just said. But like right now, I'm doing a podcast episode with a bunch of people that have social media. We're doing a video and we can create some stuff that's going to get shared. Other people are going to put it on their thing. I can make a podcast that will turn into a blog that will go on the mailing list. That will be a great IGTV. If you have that much hustle in you that after a whole day of talking for 10 hours at a workshop that you can sit here and create more content, then of course you're always going to be on top because you're just giving and giving and giving. So I know, um, Josh, Jay, you've got a good following on social media. Was there a, a point there where you were just like, okay, that was amazing and I'm glad that I put in the effort there or I collaborated or whatever it was? I don't think there was one definitive moment. I, I do remember that period where... Instagram changed its algorithm from being chronological to not. And I remember a lot of people, especially photographers, really kicking a fuss about that. And I actually started working on my social media after that. So while Instagram was trying to figure out how to actually even implement the algorithm. So I was kind of like in the mess. But for me, it wasn't my goal to always grow my following. And I think if you'd always fixated on growing your following, you're going to have to compromise on maybe some values depending on what your goal is you're going to have to do a lot of things that you don't always you know go back to and go yeah that that felt like me my following it's not big but there's high engagement which is what i would rather prefer i'd rather have a small amount of people who's always going to engage when i put stuff out there and invest into me um, rather than a huge following that i could then kind of show off i guess um, and that's not a dig at anyone who's got big followings at all but for me that's just my personal preference and it's just been very steady i've just put the work in i've been consistent and consistency i think is a big key because if you're consistently showing up people are consistently noticing you um, it may not be the first time they see an awesome photo or wedding you did they may start following you but maybe over a period of time they may notice you um, particularly for me like wedding blogs notice me after 
a long time, um, a long time of engaging with their stuff and just really commenting on and and just you know just giving my honest two cents about different wedding blogs that they've posted of other photographers i think this is where giving out really does play in hand is like people aren't really gonna follow you if you're just like a i don't know a non-existent person and you're just an account i guess but if the more i engage with people the more i like their stuff and actually give them genuine compliments of their work the more people actually want to do that for me as well And that kind of snowballs into a bigger engagement, that kind of snowballs into them talking about me more and other people who I might have never reached on my own kind of get onto that pool. So for me, I think consistency and just being authentic and just authentically engaging and giving out and complimenting other photographers' work and videographers' work and genuinely, like genuinely, not just like, hey, great pick, thumbs up, but like actually pointing out why I connect with their work, why I love it um, and actually taking the time to do that has actually really helped. I think what Josh is saying about quality over quantity is really important. I think having 5,000 14-year-old girls in Japan following you is like, great. It's, it's a number that's helpful, but it doesn't actually mean anything for my business day in, day out. And I think sometimes when you have a photo go viral, I think I think a big surge for me was after one particular photo went a bit nuts and started getting shared all over the place. A lot of those followers were just people who were like, wow, that's epic. And who were like, I'll follow epic photos, but aren't my clients. They're not going to be my clients. They're never going to be my clients. And that, yeah, is it a little bit frustrating when you want, you want followers who are engaged and who are following along for the journey of you, not just the next sparkler photo that, that blows up. <laughs> um, and I think as well, there's a, there's a tricky numbers game where you get to a middle round of followers because a lot of followers now is, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. But there's, a, there's like a, a middle ground that's a bit murky where couples think, like you were saying earlier today about destination weddings and how it can create a perception that you're unavailable and busy and very expensive. I think followers is the exact same thing. And I think I've found lots of people that I've spoken to who are like, oh, we wanted to book you for our wedding, but we knew that you'd be off gallivanting around the world. Or, you know, you're so insta-famous now that you're probably so busy, booked up, you wouldn't want to shoot our little wedding. And I'm like, oh, no, that would have been my dream wedding. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, followers is a tricky one, but like like you said, yeah, it's a, it's a steady, consistent showing up and what we've talked about already with posting stuff that's uniquely you because there's so many photographers posting the exact same stuff from the exact same locations and doing the exact, like copying other photographers, literally flying to the places they all flew to shoot the same stuff these days. And that's not setting yourself apart. And I think the people who really get big do set themselves apart. And I think oh, absolutely. if you lay everything else flat, that's the distinguishing feature between anyone who's got a huge following and people who are mucking around in the middle. It's absolutely the distinctness of what they what they create. Um, yeah, like good. It, people think you can't grow social media followings today because it's you know Instagram is kind of done and stuff. But I literally have seen, and I see it all the time. But like in the last three months, like an account go from zero following to like three million in like three months just because they post a couple of things where people are going to share it. It's a wow factor. It's something like whoa, oh my god this is amazing or it plays on your insecurities or there's some drama in there or there's something. So I definitely think like with social media and the game, you can play it a lot more and big players are doing it. They're doing things where like they're turning their social media more into like a reality TV show. And then so when you're on there, you're like, dang, I can't believe they just said that or they're doing this or now they're over there and then you're, you're following it along like it is a reality TV show. It's like, am I on Big Brother right now? Am I watching this thing? And, and the people are just filming themselves. 
I also think like you can overshare and you can be self-absorbent as well. And with like, you know, sometimes it's like we don't really want to see all of that stuff. You know, you don't need to put everything you're doing on Insta stories and things like that. Yeah, but there's a niche of client who might. So if that's your client, people who are like, oh, I just want to be the center of attention and stuff, and you're like that too, you're probably going to attract those people. And if that's your market, then go Mm. for it. If you're more reserved and that sort of stuff, the way that you engage count towards the same number of followers at the end of the day, but it might yield the exact same amount amount of clients that you want by the end of the year because they're identifying with who you are is the same as them. You know, it's interesting too. Sometimes I feel like I'm posting too much on Insta stories, but just the other day I was doing a mentor session with a photographer over in England and she was like, you know what? I just wish you had um, two podcast episodes a week and you posted more on social media, like on Insta stories. And I'm like, so I'm thinking like I post on Insta stories every single day. Like I feel like I shouldn't be posting more. But it's funny because you can feel inwards of like I'm doing too much or yeah, showing up too much and bombarding people. But then on the other side, there's someone that actually wants to see more, which is incredible. Keegan, what have you? What do you think about all of this? Um, when I first got on Instagram, like it was a bit of a rat race, and I saw like people growing accounts really fast. And I think to give people advice, don't do what I did and just post photos and think that was good enough because my account was stayed around two or three thousand followers for a long, long time, and um, it took years to kind of creep just under the ten k kind of mark. But for me, like numbers isn't really a big deal. But I think the more people that you can kind of attract and repel. Um, like we were talking about before, is the whole purpose is if you're showing the value of what you do, well, then that's the end game. You shouldn't really be too caught up with just posting like what you're eating or whatever. Like that's not my style. But if you're posting up, you've got albums that you've created, looking at the quality of them and showing people like I've just finished this layout. Look, look how amazing it is. I think that for me is probably like the direction I'll be headed more so this year and still showing up and, and talking, but just not so much me gallivanting at the beach looking like I'm not busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, just absolutely. my style. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about like, we're talking about like um, posting to repel. Uh, and say for me, for instance, I'm doing a lot of educational stuff and it's good for me to niche down to exactly the people that I want to come to my workshops and listen to my podcast and things like that. But what about like putting yourself on the line where you've got a strong opinion and you know it's going to repel people but people want to be vocal about it. So what if you get in the people that are DMing you that hate your point of view or, um, you know, they're just not... And especially if they think you've got lots of followers, they think you're not a person sometimes. So they want to write to you to tell you that you're not doing good enough or you shouldn't have done that or you shouldn't say this. Like, what about that? Like, putting yourself out there and repelling to the point that's, I guess, like, makes you really vulnerable. Yeah, I think I was repelling probably a lot just in... I wasn't really like engaging with clients when I first got on Instagram. Like it was literally a lot of photographers from around the world and locally were following me and saying, great work. Oh, I love this. And, and you know, the consensus is like, oh, these are beautiful photos. But at the end of the day, I wanted to use it more of a advertising tool, but showing, yeah, like, it's funny. Cause like I said, I was anxious about showing like who I was as a person. Cause I didn't want people going, who is this guy? Who's this little bald Irish guy? Like, <laughs> and um, I think it's just worth knuckling down and like setting a plan and going, well, what's my end goal? Am I going to post these images or am I going to say this? Or do I want to repel these people? For me, it's the same as Josh McHale. I'm a balance between more adventurous couples. And so for me, I was the same thing. I was posting so much of the places I was visiting, like Scotland or Norway and places in um, the UK when I was visiting family in Ireland. 
But I kind of like slowed down and started posting more of the places I actually shoot, like the, the Hunter Valley and Southern Highlands. So for me, I'm really trying to like crack down on the local market because I feel like at the end of the day, I want to go home to my wife and not be like in a hotel room going, well, does anyone even care that I'm over here photographing these awesome weddings? So yeah, that's what I've learned. Absolutely. Okay, so just to do a bit of a wrap up, it seems the consensus is that Instagram's still a thing and we just need to learn how to use it better. Going into 2020, 2021, a lot about like connecting deeper with our audience, specializing a lot more. If you can show up on video a lot more, it's going to help your cause. And also just understanding where people are showing up and how people are digesting content, like a podcast, for instance, and things like that. That sounds about right, doesn't it? That's pretty much what we covered. I think Understanding like how people digest your content is huge because for me, obviously right now, a podcast is sort of growing and, and getting bigger and our podcast has like doubled in subscribers in the last month. And there's not many social media platforms out there that have that kind of growth that has that much growth, but it also there's no reason for it. Like, you know, it's not like it's promoted or it's anything else. It's just simply people sharing something because they're excited about the content that they're getting or if they're getting served. Yeah, but I think, yeah, for myself, like what the takeaway that I'm getting from this is like I need to dig in, keep connecting with my couples and um, better serving people. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on the podcast, guys. You. you. Thanks, hey, for having us. thanks for having us. Thank you. There you have it, a full panel discussion. My first one of this type on this podcast and I really enjoyed it. I think it's so amazing to get a group of people together that are like-minded but also have a different perspective and they're bringing something more to the table. And for me, I know on a personal level, it's helping me learn so much about the way I use social media and how I can better use it and connect with the people I want to connect with. So there were so many different perspectives and I think if you broaden your horizon, you listen from so many different perspectives and different people, you learn so much. So that's why I love doing things like this. And I wanna say I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast If anything resonated with you or if you'd like to share it, share it on Instagram. It's always the best. I can reshare it as well. And if you haven't left a review yet, please leave a review. It always really helps us. Anyway, guys, I'm going to see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jai Long. See you soon. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make your break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.